Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin. You're tuned into Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. This show we break down all of the hottest celebrity gossip stories of the week, the wild, the ridiculous, and the just plain fun. The things that we just like and think are cute. And it's, it's not just me screaming into the void. No, I am joined by my two lovely co-hosts and friends, Arbor of Gwen and Style and Never Looking So Snatched. That's Gwen Flamberg. Arbiter of Gwen and style. But, you know, is Gwen <laughs> just synonymous with beauty? I'll take it. Thank for, you, Travis Cronin. It's great to be here, guys. For Gwen, you need a helping hand. And it's baby woman Sarah here. She is fresh off of surgery. She is looking fresher than ever. Medically okay to be back on the podcast. We're happy you're here. Medically here. Got her first haircut without having to explain why she had a bump on her head and many, many a haircut. So happy to be here. <laughs> Blessed for it. Happy and healthy for the most part around us. Well, we have a lot of celebrity news stories to get into. Some very, very wild ones this week. But as always, let us stop. Start with, I mean, sometimes they're lighter. Sometimes they're wildly morbid. Who knows? But they are with our woes of the week. The story that made our guests, our hosts, just clutch their proverbial pearls and just take a step back and say, this one's stranger than most stories. Gwen Flamberg, what made you just reel back, yay, on your horse and say, whoa? <laughs> on my fashion pony, Trav. On your fashion pony. You slow it down. Say, whoa. New York Fashion Week has begun. Yesterday was the official first day. And I have like a really killer sighting, a very Us Weekly sighting, if you will. I went to the Christian Siriano show last night. It was sponsored by Tresemme, who did the hair. That was how I got this amazing seat. Um, Charlotte Tilbury, our friend Charlotte, did the makeup. Uh, her, her niece, Sophia Tilbury, actually did it using Charlotte's products. And the clothes were gorgeous. The collection was incredible. Christian Siriano had curve models in the show. There was a guy, like there are genderless styles. Coco Rocha finished the show in like, she looked like Barbie Cruella DeVille. I mean, it was just, it was magnificent. I can't wait to see the dresses trickle down to the red carpet. But what was the most exciting thing was the front row sightings because I was right across from none other than Lindsay Lohan, who is, you know, another redhead, just like us, Sarah, Trav, <laughs> Lindsay, Glenn, all gingers all together. I got to tell you, she was sitting front row next to Kinsa Brunson and um, also Julia Stiles. It was a very, very cute threesome. And Lindsay has never looked better. She was wearing a terracotta outfit. Her hair was kind of like Brigitte Bardot inspired. And her makeup, which was done by Christopher Buckle. I mean, 
just magnificent, kind of a terracotta eye moment, a toffee lip, this very sort of like Y2K, but made modern. And I just thought she looked the best I'd ever seen her. And I feel like this is Lindsay's moment. This is her comeback. It is happening, you guys. And I had a front row seat to see it. The makeup completely changed her face. We've seen Lindsay at her comeback with the Christmas movie, which was great. Falling for Christmas, surprisingly fun, really good. She did a great job in it. She did a good, she did a good job. The chemistry chemistry between her and Cord Overstreet was a little lacking. And her acting was a little lacking as well. You know, I thought she did the best she could with the script. I honestly had a bigger problem with the the lack of chemistry between the two, but I digress. Continue. Okay. No, you're right. But she, but the the makeup that was on her last night, really, really, she looked like a brand new, different person ready for her close up. It was nice to see. And she was there supporting her siblings. Dakota and Allie were at or in the show as well. It was a whole Lohan family affair. I like it. Baby woman, what made you go well this week? Honestly, it's been such a random week, kind of slow, but a few things stood out to me real quick. I was writing about the Super Bowl, (laughs) which is, you know, this weekend, Travis, you know, in Arizona right now, ready to spy at all the parties and live his best life. Um, But someone to look out for is Kevin Hart, who is a huge Eagles fan. I was kind of, you know, doing the classic who's rooting for the Chiefs, who's rooting for the Eagles. And he's a huge Eagles fan from Philly that he spent $16 million on an Eagle and the trainer to live with him for two months and named the Eagle Jalen Hurts, who is the Eagles quarterback. Shut up. Like a a bald Eagle or like, yes. And the Eagles like in this video with him, that was like a sponsored video for his like drink line, which I didn't even really get the number. I didn't even register what that was of what his drink is. Cause I was so distracted by the Eagle that he wanted to train to say, to fly around the house. Every time he says fly Eagles fly, but the trainer said that was a no go. Um, and allegedly spent $16 million on this Eagle. So there's that that's pretty well worthy. Um, $16 million. That is an expensive bird. Yeah. Go birds. No, not really. I'm rooting for the birds. I don't like either of these teams, to be honest, because I don't like Brittany Mahomes and I don't like the Eagles overall. So I'm rooting for Noah. I'm rooting for Rihanna and myself to win the money I bet. Um, anyway, um, it is legal in the state of New Jersey. I like okay. the Kansas City Chiefs. The color of the Kansas City Chiefs outfits are Beautiful. like red, and red. I like it a lot. The marigold. I, I love it. I love the Eagles yes. because... The fans are just so diehard. Yeah, but they're and scary. I love that. Like the fans are just like absolutely yeah. wackadoo. Violent. They like attack yeah. people. They're violent. Yeah. Yeah. I well, went they, to college you know, in Boston, friend, so I get it. Yeah. My best friend's kids both go to university in Philly. Oh. So the last game they were tailgating. And then, of course, after the game, went to Center City with everybody else. And they were sending us videos. You know, I mean, the town of Philadelphia, they grease the lamp post yeah. because the fans like shimmy up. Well, yeah. the fans were shimmying up anyway. Like they figured out hacks to like get up there and rabble around. I mean, it's just, I, I just, I appreciate that level of uh, fandom. I do. It's nuts. But um, I really hope that the fans use like baby powder. I'll have friends with Ross in the leather <laughs> pants and they put baby powder on the grease to make a paste. And then that is how they slide up on this paste. That's what I'm choosing to believe. 
It is crazy that like the instinct is to destroy, like even at Ohio state, like when we won the college national championship, I was at the game in Texas. So I wasn't there, but all my friends were like getting maced because they like went outside and everyone was like destroying cars and like jumping on things. So I don't really know where we went wrong as a society where our instinct is to destroy our city in celebration, but two people that, um, might be destroying something. This is a horrible transition, (laughs) but I don't know if you guys have been following Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon's press tour for their new movie, Your Place or Mine. Only in photos. Right. And that's the point. So uh, last week, I feel like I brought up Ashton Kutcher in this movie because I needed to talk about that uh, uh, GQ profile and the Demi Moore of it all. And now they've continued to do press. And while the press has shifted to the movie and not just about Ashton and Mila and Ashton and Demi and Ashton Reese is getting, you know, her moment, but it's still not positive. Um, It's all just talking about how negative, I mean, how awkward they look on the red carpet together. And now they're doubling down in all these interviews, just insisting about how good of friends they are. And they're like, oh, you know, Mila Kunis also texted us saying like, you guys look awkward on the carpet. And Reese is like, Mila's my friend. Like, that's her husband. Like, what am I, how am I supposed to pose? And Ashton's like, if I was too close to her everyone would say we were having an affair and it's like i don't know about that but no. like you're a little old for everyone to just be assuming you're sleeping with all your co-stars again you've been married to mila for a while um i really think maybe they just don't have any chemistry and even if they do like and the carpet's just not translating it definitely makes me want to watch the movie less yeah yeah totally i don't i i can't maybe more say, i can't imagine them getting on Right. Like in a movie or in real life. Like, I just feel like <clears throat> they're tough characters, both of them. And their humor doesn't seem to add up. Like he's dude, where's oh. my car punked? Ash. I know he's also very smart and has like done a lot of in business and whatever, but she's, I don't know. They don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm. I mean, ever since he did that movie with Catherine Heigl, where they like he was like a secret agent, and oh, that was right. when Catherine Heigl was at like the like top of everyone hates her, and every cast member was like she's the most terrible person in the world. And honestly, it's like one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies, and he made the chemistry work with Catherine Heigl. So I don't know what's happening with him and Reese Witherspoon because I just remember that being like a really awkward time to pretend like you had to like somebody who was notoriously hated by everyone who worked. With with them in Hollywood. So for Josh Jamel, he recently defended her and said that he had a great time with her on Life as We Know It. Yeah, well, oh, that's nice. Well, and she also changed her ways right after and started sending gift bags and being really nice to everybody and like and gift baskets. The power of a gift bag. But yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm going to watch this movie because um, I'm a journalist and I must, you know, find out how the chemistry is. But it's getting really bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and everyone's just talking about how they can't pose together on a carpet. So it's kind of fascinating. Two powerhouses coming together does not necessarily make for a... um perfect rom-com but what made you go well trav well uh, and those poses were sort of giving me um demi lovato selena gomez princess protection program like best the back-to-back like, ones the were. back-to-back arm ones but the one that he is... just has his hands behind his back are so strange like in what world is that even like a go-to when you're standing next to someone yeah and it's very strange like no one's we're not going to think you're having an affair if you no. like luckily you're an actor with your arm around your coast you're both married have married both have kids like no one is no one's saying you're gonna have an affair until you just like randomly threw that out there ashton kutcher like we're not yeah. assuming you're sleeping with reese witherspoon of all people now we might be right doth to protest too much she doth protested too much oh and you know i went to an event for kiss oh. hair salons and got this braided weave and didn't even realize that it is the eagles colors so oh. i will be rooting for, for anyone watching on youtube you can see travis's um eagles themed braid wow 
Yeah, it's four different like, types of parades. <laughs> you're like my pretty pony if my pretty pony was a sports fan. Thanks. Yes. Wait till you see me do the helicopter with it. Oh, well, that was not my woe because while I am here covering the Super Bowl, that just sounds like the most entitled asshole because <sighs> it is my job. I was at the Grammys last week. And while my seats were sort of in the back, you know, Travis snuck all the way up and sat right next to the celebrities. <laughs> so I did. So I was like feet away from all of the action. And while there were lots of interesting interactions throughout the night, the number one that stood out to me and really made me go, whoa, was uh, just Taylor Swift's body in lots of different forms. Um, of course, the the headline of it was after Harry sort of had like trouble with his speech. He might have been heckled a little bit. Um, yeah, did you hear booze? When he I didn't the hear end. a single okay. boo, okay. Um, I but I did see him falter like he was booed. So okay. even, I'm sure it was coming from the other side. But you could, I could see the moment that he was uncomfortable and was booed by somebody in the audience. And then right after Taylor ran over to him, there was like it was like a chilly tension because you know they didn't want to touch each other. You could tell that they weren't close like that. But she was clearly comforting him from getting booed. They caught up. They reconciled. She was smiling a lot. Um, he was like a little bit more standoffish and <clears throat> sort of like sad demeanor after he did that because, of course, he had a problem with his stage. All the actors swirly swirl around this little well, a Les Mis inspired set because that's what they do at Les Miserables. They have that turny circle, but it went the wrong way. So Harry and all of the dancers, I was right there and I could tell they were all like so uncomfortable oh. when the stage started to spin the wrong way. And they're like, I was like, why are these dancers so tense? First of all, all they're doing is walking. and the, But they all looked but the choreography had to be completely reversed. That's tough in the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was really nice to see Taylor go for the hailer of it all that I will never forget. Strange time in pop culture history. Out of the woods. Welcome to New York. Style. Um, Style. All of it. I mean, lots of great Harry songs, but also Taylor's. She was with Jack Antonoff and she was soon as anybody first started performing. Taylor was the first one to stand up and Taylor was dancing along to everyone as she does at award shows. But this year it was just it was much more like drunk aunt at a wedding, like sexy dancing. (laughs) You can check out Us Weekly's Instagram or mine. Hey, Trav. Hey, to see some of the videos us weekly have some on the grid check them out there but they're like you guys saw them i mean what was with that body movement and let me just say from someone who was there a lot of times no one else was standing or dancing which i I, dance like no one's watching great but still makes me very uncomfortable for some reason you know what she's an equal opportunist supporter which we can respect she's probably one nervous that they're going to say the one time taylor didn't stand up insert exactly and she doesn't want that headline she's obviously a press machine but she also i think maybe because she doesn't go out that much anymore at least in events like she doesn't do she kind of keeps to herself a little bit more ever since you know she started running around in boxes she's not hitting the clubs she's not hitting the clubs i think she maybe we you see the picture of her pouring one glass of wine into the other like i think she maybe had a little sarah heron moment where she was overserved and was really dancing like no one was watching and she had it in her head i have to stand up for everyone i because i don't want them to think i didn't i have to applaud everyone she was the only one who stood up when harry won album of the year someone she knows and also people knows people are watching her it's 
what she always does. Right. So I think she was just she a little drunker this time. And she was a little drunker this time. Yeah, yeah. drunk and at a wedding feels right for her. Totally. It does. And those earrings were too much for the outfit. Um, but the hip hop performance was definitely the standout. Oh, but Taylor sure. was my whoa. Well, let us get into another woe. Um, oh, and we should oh, preface, wow. if you listened last week, we were talking about Jessica Simpson, talking about sleeping with a, quote, massive movie star with her, I don't know, like two-week break that she was on from Nick Lachey, Lachey, if you're nasty. Um, and the Dumois posted, and we just you know want to fill you in on all of the rumblings, that it was Ben Affleck. They sort of, you know, guised mm-hmm. it under the Dunkin' Donuts loving, but there's, there's no one else in Hollywood that likes Dunkin' Donuts. Definitely could be him. He's a good guess. He's a very good guess. I can see him being Jessica Simpson's type. Especially Uh, 2001 Ben Affleck. Like he... Exactly. He was fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just wanted to post you on that. But we have new wild Britney Spears info. After all of the conspiracy theories online, um, you know, now that they're Now, everyone's saying that there is an intervention that was planned for her. Some outlets were were reporting that an intervention already happened, but Sam said that it hasn't happened yet. But the family uh, has planned an intervention for Britney Spears. Now, Sam confirmed on Thursday that the intervention did not occur, but he notably didn't deny that there had been a plan set in place. He said, my wife is in full control of her life and will continue to make all decisions involving her care, regardless of the circumstances, he said in a statement to Access Hollywood. He added speculation on her health is inappropriate and should end immediately. Now, Britney Spears herself had also denied that there was a need for an intervention. Most people who need intervening also do that. She said, it makes me sick to my stomach that that it's even legal for people to make up stories that I almost died. Britney added that she's doing, quote, the best that she can and that she probably has to stop posting on Instagram because there's obviously a lot of people who wish me ill. Now, the Sam's sort of vague clarification that there wasn't uh, an intervention, but there sort of is one coming, really sort of made me a little bit uneasy because while he said it didn't happen, he didn't say that there was planned. And that sort of implies to me that he had to be involved somehow or it would have been a little bit more of aggressive attack to her family or friends who were, you know, thinking about staging this intervention for Miss Britney Spears. What do you guys think about this intervening, her behavior? We're starting to get a lot more of the picture and things seem to be changing fast and quick. It totally makes sense. She's acting very radically. I imagine that the people in her life are trying to just keep a tight, uh, you know, just stay on top of it so that she doesn't go off the rails. Um, I just hope that she maintains no conservatorship. Right. I hope that she maintains her freedom because the Free Britney movement worked real hard to get her there. <laughs> it did. Maybe a, little, a tiny little 5150 if needed be. But after that, she should be in charge of her, her you know, own self just because she is so adamant that she doesn't need help. Uh, you know, we are not in her home. We don't know her. But from what we've heard from sources and seeing videos, she is definitely more erratic. Uh, Sarah Huron, look into your crystal ball. What do you see happening oh, a month Lord. down the road? Well, I would just say that I'm sure it's it's tough because 
you know, in this line of work, obviously there's sources and you hear things and stuff happens. And it's also like, if you look at Brady's Instagram, it's kind of hard to ignore a potential problem. Um, However, I hope this intervention wasn't canceled because of this leak, because I would imagine it might be needed. And now the narrative is like Brittany clapping back at the intervention report, but like who of her inner circle or whoever decided to inform the world of this plan intervention that potentially led to it being canceled and all of that layers is concerning to me because you know it's about appearances all of a sudden versus the actual yeah issues this person may be having so i mean i wouldn't be shocked if in a couple months we hear some sort of treatment plan or whatever she's she's been through endless amounts of trauma both from her family from media from life, from, you know, motherhood. We don't know what's happening Justin with the kids Timberlake. anymore. Justin Timberlake, a huge, you know, trauma proponent or person who probably incited some trauma for all of us, really. Me too. Um, yeah. Just kidding. Raise your so, hand. Yeah, she's been personally victimized by Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm sure there's truth to all of it. And I, I'm sure it's one of her biggest fears for it to play out the way it's playing out again also. So I just wish her the best. Me too. I am very, very nervous, though, because she has been to so many treatment facilities of so many different types, and she hates them, and she hates feeling controlled. But I feel like from the outside looking in, we know that she needs a little bit of guidance. So what a delicate, tough balance for those who love her, including myself. Brittany, I hope you go to somewhere you like, and that's in Malibu, and you have fun, and you talk about your feelings, and, you know, just get better. And I don't mind the weird Instagram dance videos. I think that's just Britney being Britney and growing up, you know, outside of a social sphere of normativity. I don't think they're as crazy as I think a lot of other people do. But okay. that could just be me being biased. Well, let's talk about another awkward relationship, because while I was able to gaze upon the beauty that is Jennifer Lopez at the Grammys, uh, Ben Affleck's back was to me, so I could not see his uh, stoic expression, maybe we'll say. um, Miserable face. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, yep, miserable face will also very much work. Um, semantics here. We can say uh, her husband's miserable face at the Grammys, but JLo really came at this in a really fun way. Um, yesterday, uh, well, they, he just released a trailer for his new movie, Air, which looks great. Ben Affleck directed it and stars in it. So, you know, maybe he was just tired from that. Um, Matt Damon's in it, Viola Davis, Chris Tucker, Jason Bateman. I mean, super, super fun. But JLo tweeted, my husband happy face were written across the stream and it's a clip it's a screen grab of him from the movie looking really really unhappy to be there Mm -hmm. and this was following all the sensation at the grammys for ben affleck looking miserable they also the week before had a weird red carpet moment where it was like are you drinking was like the sort of mouth reading that could go on between there was an awkward moment on the red carpet at the shotgun wedding premiere at the shotgun wedding for the trust you, Mel. And she, she was like, have you been drinking? Drink. 
Yeah. Well, Sarah, I know you you are very good at looking deep into Ben Affleck videos and photos. I feel like you're good at breaking down after the Ana de Armas. <laughs> you have really wised up to what is going on there. Oh what, do you, what do you think about these two very strange Ben Affleck incidents? Is he just tired? The, have you been drinking on the shotgun, which does look like that when you look at her lips, right. is a little strange. I mean, it's tricky for a few reasons. One is a lot of this is based on lip readers and, you know, photo body language experts and like glimpses of nights out. Like we didn't, it wasn't a live camera. And I, I, I do think it's hard to, you know, deny that it looks like he's pretty miserable at certain of these events, but I also don't think it's a surprise that he's miserable at some of these events. Ben Affleck is very honest about his struggle with alcoholism. He's been in and out of rehab for decades. He is now, you know, I mean, he's always gone to events, Oscar things he's nominated for, but I wouldn't say in the last, you know, 10 or so years since he became a dad and when he was with Jennifer Gardner and even when he was with Anna Darmus, because it was like during COVID and stuff, or Lindsay Shook is like, he wasn't at these huge, huge events all the time Ever. being like photographed once a year, maybe right once a year in Oscars for a nomination or at a premiere for, you know, I feel like Ben and Ben and Jen Gardner days, it was much more, let's split it up. You go to your event, I go to mine. Not so many public appearances and not so many appearances at things like the Grammys that I can't imagine Ben Affleck knew half of the songs (laughs) that were being played. He has three kids. He's, you know, with Jen now. Um, So I think it was just like he didn't want to be there and he probably, you know, didn't realize maybe that the camera was rolling at certain times, both at the Shotgun Wedding premiere and at the Grammys. And I think it makes sense for sober 50-something-year-old Ben Affleck to not want to be at these events, but it also makes sense for promoting her new album always more sociable jennifer Aff- jennifer lopez affleck to want to be yeah. there so i think their lifestyles are very different and i even remember when they got back together and i was like even the way they talk about their kids is so different like we don't see the affleck gardner kids we see jennifer lopez and mark anthony's kids on stage with her so i was like that's something they're gonna have to tackle instagram of it all jlo posts on instagram nonstop. ben affleck only post Instagram for charity. And then he has like a Finsta. So they're very different. And I'm not saying it can't work, but like these growing pains make a lot of sense to me because they are, have lived different lives for the last two decades and hers is out loud and hers, his is at home. Slow clap, Sarah. That is exactly what I think is happening through this. Because when they first got together, they could not be more polar opposites. Jennifer Lopez, and I'm never mad, shows up to everything and nobody minds. She's the presenter at the Oscars when she hasn't done a movie for two years. She's at the Grammys when she has an album album for six years. Nobody cares because it's Jennifer Lopez. And Ben Affleck is completely the opposite. He will only go if it's a project that he believes in, cares in, and wants to promote. And then he's not doing, you know, across the world except for like that first movie he directed about the gangsters he really like he did six premieres which a lot of people do for movies and now he's scaled it back to like only two for all he's written and directed so just on different pages Gwen what do you think about this Benjamin Benifer part two you know I mean, involvement it, yeah it, it is an involvement I hope that everything is okay in Benjamin land. Um, he has looked pretty miserable. I, I don't think that, um, you know, I think that these were the parts of the game that he didn't like the first time around. He didn't like having to be front and center. He didn't like being in these situations where he's definitely, you know, Mr. Jennifer Lopez. Um, So hopefully they get to the other side of this. I mean, also maybe 
it's okay to have a bad day. Like I woke up with a terrible cold today. Maybe he had a cold and he yeah. felt like crap and he didn't really want to be at the Grammys, but he has to be. I mean, I hope that they just find their happy medium. Like maybe the way to harmony is that he doesn't always have to accompany her to these things that they yeah. can keep their marriage strong and not be by each other's sides during absolutely every single little thing, you know? Um, We'll see. I, I hope it sticks. I, I I didn't think, I mean, she was sort of beaming, but she didn't look to me like she has looked over the last year. Like she didn't look to me to be like the center of a tent. Like I, I felt like she was sort of having an off night too. So I, I'm worried about the whole thing, guys. I got to be honest. I'm worried, but I hope that we get to the other side of this and they remain um, happy and judgment too. I agree that I am not a body language expert, but I am a Jennifer Lopez expert um, from being a fan ever. And these, even at the shotgun wedding premiere, she sort of lost that extra, you know, spark that makes her shine in rom-coms. And at the Grammys, everything was looking right, but she hasn't looked like how happy she's looked with Ben the last year. And that makes me a little nervous, but I do hope they find a happy medium where she can go out to all the things that she wants to. Ben can stay home and drink Dunkin' Donuts and smoke cigarettes and read. I cannot wait for his Duncan Super Bowl commercial reveal. I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Me too, where he plays the uh, not the shopkeep. I don't know what you the drive through window operator. Right. I am yes. very I like I like shopkeep Ben. Shopkeep Ben. That's very like being oh, the beast. It is very, and you know, he's both. Um, well, let's move on to Pamela Anderson, who has had such a beautiful resurgence in every way. I am loving all the interviews. Yeah. I am loving how free she feels. I mean, it is beautiful to see. Growing up, Pamela Anderson was just like like the epitome of confidence and sexiness. And she seemed to have lost that with a lot of bad relationships, stints in rehab. Um, the Pam and Tommy Hulu series, while it was wildly entertaining, if I was Pamela Anderson watching that, I would have been very unhappy and uncomfortable because they just really made her seem so meek and weak and fragile. But her movie is amazing. And um, a source tells us that she has been reaching out to Tommy Lee recently, and they are back in contact. Now, we don't know if these are romantic texts, but ever since this came out, her and Tommy have been in constant communication, says the source, about the information she was going to put in the movie about their relationship. But also after all of that was done, that they are still speaking. And the source tells us, as Pamela said that Tommy was the one true love of her life. So I absolutely think that these two could get back together. They loved each other so no much. Way. You don't I don't think, think they're going to get back together. No, I think that um, the Hulu show kind of helped them rekindle. It brought up both their shared trauma that only they understand that really nobody else does. And I think that they're bonding um, over that. They also, you know, I think that the most important thing to Pamela are her two sons who she yeah. had with Tommy. And so they, you know, they share that and they always will. And, you know, apparently it was the boys who gave Pamela the confidence to do her own right. the Netflix show. And um, there's just a lot there, a lot of history. I mean, I loved so much the Netflix doc because you know, who knew that Pamela Anderson was always in on it? She was always in on it. She allowed herself to be exploited for good. 
And I, I feel like people didn't give her credit. And now they're seeing that she actually is very smart, very strategic. Um, More than anything, she's a really kind, pure heart. And, um, you know, I'm just like, Pam is up there for me now with Dolly Parton. And the oh. icons of the icons. Um, of people the sweetest who, of the sweetest. And also, you know, meaningful. This is meaningful stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, she allowed herself to be exploited so that she could raise money for PETA. Like that's and and nobody ever gave her credit that she was strategizing, you know, and, and somebody who was so completely sexualized, um, you know, the fact that like she changed the narrative Mm -hmm. She flipped the script and she made it work for things that were dear to her. And she didn't feel like she had to make that public. And there are very few people, especially in Hollywood, who have that strong sense of self. And I think that that's the lesson here is that someone who has always been criticized for being insecure and having to, you know, pose in a bathing suit and, you know, was never really taken seriously she actually, as as it was, is more confident than 98% of Hollywood women. So kudos to Pam. Pam, 2024. I'm into, <laughs> all of it. I'm into all of it. It is beautiful. And she's obviously very different, sort of head and shoulders above, but it feels very Marilyn Monroe, Paris Hilton, where people exploited them, exploited their bodies. But, you know, it turns out that they knew exactly what they were doing to get ahead. And they were, you know, strategic in the background and business women and had a savvy sense that nobody gave them credit for because they are blonde and beautiful. And it is so lovely to see this phoenix rising from, she wasn't in ashes, but there was some charcoal, but like a phoenix like rising from all of this that she has been through. It is beautiful to see. Sarah, I know you love the doc too. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, um, I thought you said you liked it. No, I haven't watched it yet or read the book yet. I will. Those are it's off brand for me to have not um gotten involved yet. I've been wrapped up in the perfect match on Netflix, which comes out next week and is absolutely trash television. But I had Oh, to I don't like it. For that. Um, I loved it. It was so, so horrible. It's too Love it's Island. It's time. so boring. Yeah, but it's not that many episodes. Like Love Island has so many more episodes. Mm-hmm. Like it, it moved fast enough for me to watch in a binge format. The fact that they're doing like three at a time when they release it, I think is a mistake. I know everyone's like up in arms about certain Netflix shows, like dropping it once and how they want them to be week to week or like traders on Peacock. People want to be week to week. Those make sense to me. This, which they're doing kind of week to week, doesn't make sense to me. It should be a binge one weekend. I never want to think about these people again. I, I like after I like the Love Is Blind after the altar so much better than Perfect Match. Really, that was like three episodes of Nothing Burgers. Oh my god, I loved it. So I mean, much I love it. it too. Like, I like just I like just following these people and like you know, it's fascinating to me to see their dynamics. Um, but I am happy for Pamela Anderson. I imagine her and Tommy Lee are mostly talking about like because they felt so exploited by the other show. She wants to be like, this is how I'm doing it. And like, I don't want you to feel like now I'm kind of being a hypocrite because I just said, like, I didn't want other people talking about that, whatever, like not a hypocrite, but, Mm -hmm. you know, get his side of the story and maybe his sign off because they felt so exposed with the scripted version of the show. Um, But I'm excited to dive into it. I, I, I don't know. Mm, Well, same. People are loving her. I love a documentary. People are loving her. I really do think that she's going to do great things, help all the animals and start some type of successful company. I know she was sort of trying to get into production, but that wasn't really working. But sky's the limit for Pam. We love you. We see you. We're happy for you. 
Yeah. Um, and his sadder story, um, Twitch, of course, Stephen Twitch boss, um, we have learned did die without a will, leaving behind Allison Hooker to have to file court um, documents for half of his estate. Um, a source tells us that her and the kids are remaining strong. Allison is taking their mind off at every chance that she can get and just being the light that she always is. Um, and it's we're hoping legal experts are saying we'll double check with Sarah. I'm just kidding that it is just procedural and this will be okay in California that she's going to get all of the assets that she needs. Um, but a source does tells us that she is keeping his memory alive in the house and really being there for their kids and just creating the most fun environment when they can in their home. And it's good to see. I can't believe he died without a will because of the way that he went. It was just very shocking to me. Super sad. Yeah. I mean, really sad. I, from what I do understand from the legal documents, I did read them. Still not a lawyer, still <laughs> pretending to be. It does seem pretty standard. This is nothing crazy. I mean, she's his living spouse in the state of California. If yeah. your partner dies without a will and you are married, you are entitled to whatever right, is right. there. So makes sense. Still has to go through the process. Um, but procedural. Procedural. So, sad. I mean, him not having a will makes it interesting. I mean, he's young, but like... I guess this was maybe not, you know, so thought out. Yeah. I mean, I, I you can't know. get in someone's head when they're obviously at that point mentally, exactly. but sad. Well, I'm, we can't end with that story because I, we have to talk about now they're maybe not together, but Leonardo DiCaprio and his rumored new love interest, 19 year old model, Eden Polani. Um, they were sitting next to each other, a little bit flirty. Page six is reporting <laughs> that um she got with her in a fight with her family over the whole thing, and is quote and now is flying back to Israel to see her family, probably because he's a notorious womanizer and she is nineteen years old. But they did. We've seen Leo with a lot of young women, and <laughs> photos of them together seemed that they, you know, might have been on a date, might have been getting to know each other. Um, but they were together in Los Angeles. She came back to New York City and then immediately got on a plane to Israel to go see her parents to maybe have her parents yell at her for dating a man uh, so much older than her who is a notorious womanizer. Now, this 19-year-old is like a really even a little much for Leo. And I'm a little concerned that he keeps going younger and younger. This Peter Pan thing. I mean, I just don't understand what he would have in common with a 19-year-old. I don't think he's looking to have something in common with anybody. Okay. I think he wants a really beautiful, young, controllable piece of arm candy. It's gross. And it's honestly about time we just start calling it what it is, which is gross. Yeah. And stop yep. giving yep. him the yep. pass because he's in DiCaprio. He's getting older. They're getting younger. It's freaking weird. It I is. don't gross. like it. And um, yeah, that's the that on that, in my opinion. I I agree. It is gross. And of course, he was just uh, linked to a 23-year-old model, Victoria Lamas. He and Gigi Hadid, his oldest girlfriend of all time, were together, but they're not together. And then Camila Monroe, who he started dating when she was 23. Just like, stop, Leonardo DiCaprio. It is really, really gross. And I don't think good for your future happiness to be with all of these 19-year-olds. But hey, 
he's a big movie star, but yes, we call you gross. Sarah, would you like to ban him from the podcast? Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio, in case you were planning on coming on hot Hollywood, you are not invited because you're gross. And because I don't need another freaking interview about whether or not Jack could fit on the goddamn door. I just don't care. Yeah. I, yeah, I, this, there's been too much, but it's nice that Titanic is back in uh, movie theaters for, you know, those who love it. Why not? That and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, bring it all back. Well, thank you so much to Sarah and Gwen for helping me spill this tea, sometimes directly onto Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, for I was angry this episode. (laughs) You were, I, so I was into your rage. Valid, valid rage. Again, this is Travis Cronin with uh, my beautiful rage-filled co-host Sarah Huron and Gwen Flamberg on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour glitter fashion family for favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys, at the end of the day, they're, they're just, just like us. us. Oh, wow. Wow. We get worse every week at that. Well, we'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.